Welcome to Markets Now. I'm Michelle Brook with Don Rose U.S. Commodities. We did see a mostly higher trade in the grains on Friday, with the exception of a few of the wheat contracts. We were mixed in the cattle, but higher in the hogs. And Don, I'm going to start off a little different than we normally do because we had USDA reports out here this afternoon. Let's talk first of all about cattle. Cattle on feed report. Uh, we came in 102 on feed placements, 98 marketings at 93. So pretty much as we expected, with the exception of the placements. Yeah, you know, these cattle on feed reports, uh, you know, usually aren't that big of a deal because they're historic. Um, you know, this is as of the 1st of December, um, but the placement number has been an issue since the September report. Remember, that's really the report that started taking us to uh, the downside. And, you know, it's just uh, the question mark continues where all the cattle coming from on the feeders. Uh, but we're down 2%, a little bit higher than the trade thought, probably not that big of a difference because when you look uh, at the months going ahead, it's going to be month after month of lower placements, Michelle, just because we're not there. We are starting to see uh, improved weather in some of these uh, southern uh, areas, the uh, grass areas. And, uh, you know, I think that's going to be a positive long term, but uh, it's going to be about the demand going forward after that. And uh, hog market, uh, basically, uh, liquidation continues over there. Yeah. Talk about the hogs and pigs report, because it did confirm that this uh, hog market or this hog herd is contracting, right? Yeah, most definitely. I mean, the hog industry is probably in the uh, uh, worst economic times that we've had since 1998. That was a hog depression. Uh, So, you know, just uh, massive losses going on and a lot of liquidation going on and certainly showed up in this report, Michelle, when you have a uh, breeding herd down a uh, whopping 3%, 97%. Um, that's basically 120 some thousand sows are uh, uh, breeding herd down from what we had in the June report. But even more than that, going forward, you had uh, the uh, DSFEB fairwing intense down 2%. You have the uh, uh, SEPNO fairwings down 4%. Um, you know, so going forward, even the March, May fairing intense down 1%. So what it's really saying is uh, we've got liquidation going on. We expect liquidation to continue. And uh, there's a, a little bit of a, uh, an anchor on that uh, bullish theory is that the uh, uh, pigs per litter continue to go up, uh, up 4% versus a year ago. So a very efficient industry out here, uh, Michelle. So do you think that the hog market will be reacting positively that to that when we reopen on Tuesday morning? Yeah, we really should. I think, uh, you know, this is a market that's down here searching for a low. Um, and uh, if this market's any good, of course, it's going to be the demand. But long term, I say what this market is saying is that at some point in time in 2024, you're going to run into a, a more positive situation. Uh, of course, we have some of those built in in those deferred months, you know, when we're into that 93, 94 month, but our dollar 100 weight, but probably not enough if this uh, liquidation uh, really is in place and continues. Let's talk about the grains. Let's start off with soybeans, a little higher close on Friday, but we were down for the week, kind of taking some of this Brazil weather premium out with some of these forecasted rains. What if they don't materialize? Yeah, you know, we're in a flat weather market. And you know, like we always say in weather markets, you uh, buy rain and sell sunshine because what in that theory is that these weather patterns, while you think that's what they are when you're looking at them, it isn't. And uh, 
certainly the trade uh, really wound up on uh, maybe a pattern change in uh, South America. Um, that's going to be a big question mark, but certainly a wetter pattern than we've had here for months. Uh, monsoon starting to kick in a little bit. Of course, December, January are the wettest months. So, you know, we're getting, uh, you know, halfway through that one. Um, but yeah, it's going to be one we took Roost Premium out. We're back at some big support. Uh, this 470 on uh, nearby corn, we've been living with that since August. Uh, can't get over five. And then the soybeans, same thing. We've been living with big support at 13. And of course, that one, we can't get over 14. So we're at the bottom end of the range. Uh, see if we're going to add some risk premium back in here. It's not going to take a lot. Um, you know, the balance table on beans, when you look at this uh, stock small positions report coming up here, uh, soybeans probably at the uh, three-year low Corn stocks probably at a six-year high, so uh, more corn than beans. Gotcha. We have had some lower crop estimates coming out of Brazil, though, already for both corn and soybeans. Uh, the market really has not reflected that yet, though, do you think? Yeah, you know, I think it's one of those that the trade is very reluctant, you know, particularly when you saw what happened in uh, North America, where some of these areas... Uh, not much rain, and we just got these uh, bigger yields than you thought. And I think that's the question mark. Can that happen in some of these dry areas in Brazil? You see some of these uh, groups have uh, really whacked the soybean crop, one to 300 million bushels in Brazil. Um, we'll see. I think it's going to be a tail of the combines again. But certainly when you're starting the early harvest in northern Brazil, you know you're pretty mature and you're pod filling in central Brazil. And um, you know, Argentina is going to have something to say about it. They're probably going to bounce back big on their crop. Remember, the largest soybean meal exporter in the world. Uh, they were on their heels last year, so they're probably going to bounce back. And maybe the meal market stalls out and the oil has a better chance to the upside. OK, yeah, a lot to watch there. We still have a lot of season left there to determine how big this crop is, right? We do. I mean, most definitely. And, you know, we know it can change greatly on soybeans. It doesn't take much of a hot, dry pattern and, uh, you know, to take uh, the yield down on soybeans particularly. And then along that lines, we're not even sure what the uh, second corn crop acres are going to be, um, you know, let alone the weather. I mean, our harvest there is more like uh, late June, July, August. So, you know, it's the soybeans now. It's going to be the corn later. So I mentioned soybeans down for the week. In fact, all the grains were down for the week. And I have to believe a little bit of that was due to the Mexican railroad situation with the closures there on the border. It looks like that got solved on Friday. So is it likely that will take a little pressure off of the market when we start next week? Yeah, you know, I think, uh, you know, it doesn't take a lot when a market, uh, you know, is soft, you know, anything like we say, neutral news is negative news. So when you get negative news, it's negative for sure. So um, yeah, I think that gives a little bit of a relief rally. And I think the question mark is going to be with, you know, the dollar coming under pressure, interest rates, uh, you know, feel like maybe they peaked that are the uh, some of these funds going to start to come back into this market uh, versus the other way. So um, we'll watch that for next year, Michelle, see if we can get some uh, interest in the raw commodities. Yeah, let's hope that we get some money coming back into the commodity sector. But we have one week we have to get through before we flip the calendar. Light holiday trade next week. What are you anticipating? Is it going to be a lot of end of year type position and profit taking by these traders, especially in the grains or what? Well, we had January options went off the board on Friday. Uh, you know, on soybeans was the big watch here, $13. So I think we have that behind us. So I think now uh, when you're back at support down here, Michelle, uh, you know, it feels like a market that at this level has more upside than downside potential. And, 
you know, certainly uh, end users, I think, are going to be interested in buying uh, down at these levels just because you're kind of at value. But we just continues to suck the carries out of this uh, corn market, you know, and $5 on July corn, we got to get back over again to uh, find some life uh, a bit here. And the soybeans, the same thing. Um, China's been underneath this market buying. I think that's a good thing. But farmer movement next year, uh, Michelle, that's going to be an issue because I think the producer wants to uh, move some of this crop here, uh, you know, January, February, March. Well, we'd normally get a pretty good flush of selling right after the first of the year just because of tax purposes, income averaging, cash needs, right? Yeah, we usually do. But there's a there's been, you know, there's been a steady uh, a movement of uh, grain, you know, these deferred DP programs, which uh, I'm not a fan of. It puts more grain in the market artificially. Uh, so grain has been coming into the pipeline through some of these uh, contracts. Um, you know, which is uh, maybe going to take some of the pressure off of that, Michelle. Yeah. There's also a historical tendency that you mentioned to me at the last trading week of the year. Um, talk about that one. What does that mean for the market? Yeah. You know, when you come back uh, historically, when you come back on, uh, you know, to start the week next week, um, you uh, 70 percent of the time uh, over the last 23 years, the corn market has rallied six cents. Uh, same thing, the uh, soybean market, 61% uh, of the time has rallied 23 cents. So there's a tendency for the market to uh, get a little bit of a relief rally here. Um, I think part of it is just on the lack of selling. And I think the other side of it is a little bit of respect for what can happen with the uh, weather going forward. It's a big, long growing season yet, Michelle. You're just moving into some of the very critical time frames. So I think we're going to be counting the raindrops as we go forward in Brazil. That's right. We'll keep an eye on that as well. All right. Thanks for being with us, Don, and have a Merry Christmas. Thank you and you and all your listeners have a Merry Christmas. Don Rose, U.S. Commodities, that is Markets Now.